Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Petia and Savannah. Oh my gosh. What a what a duo. I am so freaking blessed for these for these goddesses, for these queens that are in here about to empower you to keep that fire lit in your relationship. So definitely stick around. We're going to dive into this interview in just a bit here. Before that, thank you for showing up. Thank you for choosing to be your greatest possible self. I'm going to share the iTunes review of the week this week. It is Clarice Gomez who says, awesome podcast. Chris, the host of Become Your Greatest Possible Self podcast highlights all aspects of business, entrepreneurship, and more in this can't-miss podcast. The host and the expert guests offer insightful advice and information that is helpful to anyone that listens. Clarice, thank you so much for that review. If you want a chance to get shouted out all day long on the 12-hour marathon, on a future marathon, go to beyourgps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple Podcast Store. Give us a review. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. Thank you so much in advance for doing that. I'm going to intro Savannah Hamilton and Petia Kolibova in just a bit here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. I have a feeling this is going to be spicy. This is, this is going to be juicy. It's going to be epic. So stick around all the way through to the end because one idea has the power to change everything. And remember that this is just the beginning. And I'm sure Petia and Savannah will tell you how they can really transform your lives moving forward because they're, they're goddesses. Let's intro them. Savannah Hamilton is a lifestyle creator. She's been pushing the boundaries of an ordinary life since she entered this world. Since she came out the womb, Savannah is on a mission to globally inspire women who feel stuck, restless, and unfulfilled in their lives because they have designed a life that everyone else but them, themselves, are proud of. Through her international retreats, Savannah helps women expand their consciousness, stop playing small, and let go of limiting beliefs and step into their power to create a life of their wildest dreams, untamed and unapologetic. Oh my gosh. And speaking of unapologetic, we got Petia Kolibova, who is a women's transformational coach who helps women who have been pushed down and been playing it small due to toxic relationships or unhealed childhood trauma to create a life that is true to them and their soul purpose. Her mission is to help women who are on the path to healing from those past wounds, to move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can finally do what they want to do, what feels good to them, and serve other women in a powerful way online. Petia pairs feminine flow with strategic planning to give entrepreneurs immense clarity and exact steps to transition from side hustler to CEO. And if she is not interviewing on her podcast, Unapologetically Abundant, working out, or reading, you will find her in nature, disconnecting from the world, and reconnecting to herself. And we are blessed to have these two goddesses with us here today. We are going to rock the house. And Savannah and Petia, are you are you two ready to like bring it like you never brought in it before? We are over oh ready. Like, let's do it. 
We, we are live are and become ready. your greatest possible self, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Definitely. Thank you, too, for being here. We're going to dive right in to the theme of today, which is keeping the fire lit. We'll start with Savannah. Savannah, what does that mean to you, keeping the fire lit? Ooh, good question. Um, you know, I think for me, keeping the fire lit, um, I think it has to do with passion, right? Mm. So keeping that passion, keeping that desire alive in your relationship and keeping it like hot and spicy. <laughs> I love it. So like, like hot and spicy also. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, like we have been, we've just been diving into some juicy conversations today. So like full permission to unleash in this. And I, I love it. The, the passion, the fire, like the sex, the sensuality, all of it, just keeping it lit. Epic, epic Savannah. Yeah. How about you, Petia? What does keeping the fire lit mean to you? For me, it's like really loving your truth. When, when you talking about like, the fire lit, I think it's like being full of yourself and being ignited and being the example, like being that fire that spreads around, you know, that people look at you and not only they see it, but they can really feel it. Mm. Mm. I like that. Juicy. Juicy. <laughs> I love it. So we are going to be diving into today, this perspective of creating and keeping like the most fulfilling relationship. And uh, I can definitely speak firsthand from Petia. She knows how to keep and, and uh, you know, create and, and uh, wow her man, whoever he is. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and Savannah, you are a superstar as far as I know with um, Anthony and all the great things that you two are up to. You're a power couple doing awesome things. So we're going to be diving into that. Um, but I just want to hear about each of your journey so our audience can get clear on that with love. So so that they, if they haven't heard it yet before, they're going to get caught up with that. So we'll start with Petia. I know you've been on the show multiple, multiple times, my queen. And uh, I think you may have touched on this before, but just in your own love journey, what's that been like for you? Uh, it was so bumpy. <laughs> I think I bumped yeah. my head. Like if, I, if it would be a ride in the car, I would be like, boom, boom, boom. It was really, I don't want to say like bad, but it was really like, um, harsh and adventurous, not in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. The thing is, on my journey, I most of my life for three decades, I was outsourcing the love and happiness and worthiness. I was always thinking that when I make everybody else happy, then I will then deserve the happiness. And it started mm -hmm. from me, like being a child and feeling unlovable, unseen, and unheard. And because I didn't see the myself as worthy of love mm. I was looking for it in the relationship so I was the one who was always in relationship because I just couldn't stand to be alone it was mm. like the first thing that I would do when I walk into the house was always like turn on the tv turn on the radio no silence I couldn't be with myself always like you know chatting before when when there were like chats you know like online and I just couldn't be with myself. And that was reflecting on everything I was doing, the jobs I was getting, the relationships I was involved. And it all was coming from place of not feeling worthy and mm. lovable. And that was most of my life. And then it came to the time that I'm like, enough, it's enough. I looked back and I saw that the common denominator was me, not man. It's not like, oh, all men cheat. I didn't want to believe that. I didn't want to believe that all men are hunters and they just want to stay with one woman. And so when I look back, I'm like, okay, it's not about them. It's about me. Let's start with me. So that's where I turn around. Mm. 
Mm. So just recognizing that you're at the source of your reality and everything you attract and create and experience. And that's a hard pill to swallow. But once you do, you get all the power in the world, you know, to like be, do and have whatever you want. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, like really taking full responsibility. It's so easy to blame it on others. Yeah. It's so easy to say like, oh, something is wrong with me. That's why I'm always attracting the same kind of, you know, experiences. Victim. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. victim mode. And it, it's just like, I could never see myself as a victim because I was always the one who was like, hardworking and who was always achieving things so like i'm like how i could be a victim if i'm doing and achieving mm -hmm. so many things so it, it just didn't make sense for me now that i look with perspective i can see that yeah. but back then i was like so stuck in my own way and it's, it's i just realized that i'm doing everything for everybody but myself like, you know, I go do groceries and I do it based on my partner's taste, not mine. Yeah. I pick a movie based on my partner's choice, not mine. And so when men met me, they met me like a powerful and independent and I fall in love. And then I'm like this puppy that wants just to please them. And they're like, where is this strong, powerful woman? Mm. I'm like, so, I don't know where she went. Did like you, you, you submit to them and like give them all the power and it's like whatever you want babe like i'll be i'll make your you happy instead of filling myself up first so i want to i want to pause on that because i think that's really important and also your comment about victim because it, it's it's almost like we nobody wants to be a victim but victim consciousness and like like this kind of well what can i do i can't do anything about it it's like what, what am i supposed to do it's almost like this helplessness that we don't want to admit that sometimes we created the situation we created that reality and i think taking responsibility and ownership for that is so so powerful so i love what you're sharing petia savannah i want to hear about your love journey because uh, you, you got an amazing relationship today tell us about that yeah so it's so funny hearing petia's uh, experience. I some very, very similar, but a different perspective. Uh, I the same grew up with a lot of unhealed uh, worthiness issues. I so, so, sought men as fulfillment and the love that I was seeking from myself, which as we all now know from our highest self, the love that we're seeking can only be filled by ourselves. And I had absolutely no self-love. So I, I, as Patia explained, like she was the um, masculine, uh, or sorry, she was this strong, powerful woman and then turned into like this cute little puppy. I, on the other hand, grew up with my mom always saying like, you don't need a man to do anything. If you want something done, you do it yourself. Like don't all men's are dicks. All men's are assholes. Like don't, don't rely on them at all. So like I was, I was self-sabotaging myself. So I told myself I didn't need, I want in a relationship. I didn't need a relationship, but then I would always be like, chasing after these men, men like time and time again, that weren't ready for a relationship that had no interest in being me. But I, I, it was like a game. Like I was like, Oh, challenge accepted. I will get you. <laughs> you know, I will convert and, you. <laughs> yeah, I, you will want me actually. And then, and then I, I mean, I had a few long-term relationships, but I was very much so in my masculine the whole time there. And what I mean by that is just very domineering, very just taking control of everything. And then getting in these cyclical relationships where I was like, I'm married to like a pair, not married. I'm in a relationship to like a pansy. Like this guy doesn't like, if mm -hmm. I, I say I like ice cream, then he likes the exact ice cream. If I say I want to go hike, 
no, 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 this mountain in the morning has 6 a.m. He'll be like, be right there with me. So I was, I was creating subconsciously. I was creating these relationships where these, where I was overpowering and, and attracting very feminine men in my life and then not seeing that. So very, very similar. Um, but in the end, how kind of the change happened, how I was able to attract my ideal partner is I, I started diving into mindset and taking radical responsibility of my, my own life and yeah. what I was creating. And I was, I, I one knew that I was, I was allowing, I think as women, we underestimate or we're not even aware of what we allow into our lives. So just like Tia said, you know, playing the victim, I was like, Oh, these guys like, don't want to be with me or they don't want to call me back or like, no girl, you are allowing yourself to even entertain men that don't text you back, that don't call you first. Like I was allowing those type of men into my life and taking radical responsibility of that. And then being very intentional about calling in the correct man and then working on my masculine and feminine energy and, and realizing I'm worthy to have the man of my dreams and I don't have to control every aspect of it. Mm. Mm. Petia, so do you want to share? So good. I'm like, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love it because like when you are really able to look at your life as an observant, just observe it instead of judge it. Because also, I don't know about you, Savannah, but me personally and the women that I work with, they're so hard on themselves. They expect mm. yeah. so much of themselves, you know, and not so much of others because you know, like they do have expectations of others, but more so of themselves. And so we are very much in the energy of judging ourselves, our, you know, inner mean girl, like we want so much. And then we just disconnect from who we really are, because it just does, doesn't meet the reality, you know, like where you live and who you really are and the expectations that you have. So we just completely disconnect and we find ourselves in the relationships that are not fulfilling because we are not being ourselves. That's the yeah. thing. And when you can step back and just observe and see what is happening, why is it happening? It's, it gives you like, complete different feeling it gives you Mm -hmm. your power back because you're not expecting others to fulfill you and you are not either judging yourself like what's wrong with me why i keep doing this why nobody loves me and then we are numbing with you know like parties or alcohol or eating or over shopping or you know relationships so being able, like Savannah did, like being aware and start working on herself and starting to see and being able to balance those energies, it's super important because what I see, and let me know, guys, how you are feeling about that, what I see nowadays, like the rise of the feminine, and now there's like so much of the feminine energy, there's like, oh, you gotta be goddess, and you gotta be flowing, but it's like, oh, oh, you know, and and then you forget the masculine. Like, how do you get this stuff done? Come on. Mm-hmm. I love that me and Savannah, like, you know, we are balancing and dancing. And Chris, you're doing the same. Like, we're truly dancing with the masculine and the feminine. I had such an incredible productive day today that, like, I was, like, nonstop. Like, nonstop all day. And I felt so fulfilled. And I was dancing. My masculine, productive, scheduling, getting stuff done. and going to the air, 
you know, going out, going on the sun, nurturing myself, reading, listening to music. So when we can do that, that's when we can have fulfilling relationships because we are observing, not judging, and we are also able to dance between those energies. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Savannah, what, what are your thoughts about that? What did you hear? Or what stood out for you? Yeah, so I love, I love, um, I 100% agree with the rise of the feminine energy. We, I think that it's been taken to the extreme, but once again, it's radical responsibility for yourself being educated. And I, I love the word dancing because I don't think there's ever a balance. I think, at, you know, we're just this, we're this living, breathing organism and different opportunities, different circumstances, different people are going to present themselves in our, your life. And it really is a dance. So a fluid dance that you, you get to, to return the energy that you are receiving in a healthy way. I did a podcast interview earlier today and the, she, she was talking about the divine masculine, divine feminine. And she talked about the, it's the needy feminine and the bossy masculine. And, and for, and I was like, Oh, I love that. Yeah. And those are kind of the shadow signs of each of the energy. And I was reflecting. And for so long of my life, I lived on both polar opposite ends of those spectrums. Mm. Like I, I played the victim. I didn't know why woe is me and all my relationships, mm. but yet I was bossy. I was overbearing. I was controlling. And so when you aren't able to like Patia, exactly what she was saying, take a healthy outside perspective of that and really just have some radical self-reflection and take out kind of your emotion in that, um, and judgment. I mean, we're all, we all have our ego that's judging us at the same time, but really starting to dive into that and understanding those energies and the divine masculine and the mm. healthy and, and how I was playing a part of that. I think that has been one of the biggest catalysts in, in my relationships into having a divine and a lit relationship is, it's a radical responsibility because I, I, I think, um, someone told me like, you don't, you attract, um, what you're seeking or what you like think you need the most is what you attract in a partner, but it's actually like the unhealthy version of it. Mm. So you're, you attract what you, what your, what your, like you, what needs healing within you. So it's just a direct reflection, like a mirror. All relationships are a mirror of what needs healing within you. And that's why sometimes relationships can be so challenging. Wow. I, I want to, I just wanted to ask, I love it, I love it. I want to ask, instead of the needy feminine and the bossy masculine, what would be the healthy, like, adjectives that we would use to describe those two when we know when, when, when we're in alignment with, with that divine energy? For me, I, I truly feel like the, it would be the, like the nurturing feminine, you know, because mm. you nurture out of love, yeah. not out of fear, because we also can be givers, but out of fear. I used to be such a giver, but out of fear. If I don't pay for our entertainment, if I don't pay for the dinner, if I don't, you know, mm. invite my friends and pay everything, nobody will be with me. So there was fear. But now if it can be nurturing feminine and then it would be the protective masculine, not the bossy one, but it's like... When I look at like the healthy masculine, what I see, it's calmness. Mm. What I see, you know, it's, it's calmness because this man, he knows. Mm. I can protect, I can provide, 
I don't need to show up. I don't need to be bossy. I know. It's like very, it's like very steady, you know? And with the feminine, what I see, it's like this, this flow. I see like a river, you yeah. know? So it would be like a big lake for me. Yeah. Or like really steady ocean as like a masculine energy and feminine. It's like this beautiful nurturing river that we are moving, we are receiving. Mm. And it's just like such a, it's beautiful feeling just to think about it. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. And for, yeah, the nurture, for the nurturing, I love that it's needy feminine goes into nurturing feminine. So it's right. both N. Um, for the masculine, I love that it's calm. And uh, I feel like the masculine also like, it, it does, it achieves, it, it drives, mm -hmm. it like penetrates. So I'm, I'm wondering like what, what is also um, like a leader almost, you know, like leader, the leader yeah. masculine that is healthy, but I, I don't know, maybe, maybe you guys can think about that, uh, a word that really goes even deeper into that. I love calm. And I think that there's also a, like achievement I it, component. I think it comes to the, like, I mean, calm, but knowingness. Yeah. It's like this Presence. rock, it's like this statue, you know, like this yeah. majesty. Hmm. That's what I see. It's the one that you cannot shake with me because I know I'm not going to mess around. I'm not going to mess around with a woman. I'm not going to be like a, you know, like ass employer because I don't need to yell at anyone to get stuff done. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's like a knowing. Yeah. I think if someone uh, explained it to me like a, the feminine is the receiving, like the energy, it's very fluid. Hmm. And then the masculine is a provider, like the knowing, the, um, and similar to how Patia explained it, someone explained it to me also, like the, the masculine is the structure, the stability. So it's actually the riverbed. And then the feminine is the water fl flowing through that. Hmm. And I think they're both, both, both needed. It's not like, I think sometimes in this day and age, we're like, oh, the male is masculine and the female is feminine. You, male and female, both have both in, within them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So with, um, I'm sure you've worked with women who are wanting to create that, yeah. that dream relationship. Savannah, we'll talk to you first. I know, Petya, you have as well. Um, but Savannah, like for a woman to create that dream relationship, what do you, what do you encourage them to do, to shift, to step into, to really create that, that uh, dream partner like you've done? Mm, yeah. Great, great, great question, Chris. And you know, I, I just start with exactly what worked for me. And that was just one getting very clear about like, what is your dream relationship? What does this person look like? What does he do? What is he into? And it's not just like this dream list that like, I want a six, four guy that has a six pack and he has dark hair and a chiseled chin, but really characteristics that and values that are, are, are meaningful to you. So mine was, they have to be active. They have to be adventurous. They have yep. to be trustworthy, reliable. Um, and getting into, I know Patia does a lot of work around this, but once you've established your core values first, yep. um, and then what would you, how would you like them to be reciprocated in a partner? So then I call it like their unicorn list. And this is exactly what I had. Um, <clears throat> I think it's also important to write, to, um, and this is like with Patia, she does like your, your hell yes and your hell no. Mm. What I do is go through and it's like, what are some of your non-negotiables, but what are some that like, say if you listed a kid, what, what if a partner came and he had a kid, is that a non-negotiable or like, could you could be, could you be negotiable on that? Mm. Cause then you're getting even more crystal clear about 
because of this online dating world, if you're, you know, sometimes as women, we're like, well, maybe I could like, we try to shove them into a box and we're like, maybe it's okay. But once you have this list and you're intentional about who you're actually calling in, Mm -hmm. then you, it's like, it's crystal clear and it gives you permission to be, to be choosy about your partner because you should be right. Like it's your partner that you're calling into your life that you're going to be have a sacred time and be intimate with. And I think you, you get to be picky. And sometimes, you know, um, women just think like, Oh, I, it's like, it's okay. Or, or you get into a relationship where you think you can change them, Mm. which I don't think ever, but I've done that myself. So, you know, sometimes like smoking is a non-negotiable, like absolutely non-negotiable. Um, self-improvement is a non-negotiable for me. And I help women create that list create their non-negotiables. And then from there, it's really just about creating space for that too. So, um, you know, if that's like, um, if some of the women, they just have like a cluttered house or a cluttered car and it's really getting, getting intentional about like creating a sacred space. So, and cutting off ties with all these other guys that we might have on the back burner, Mm. right. (laughs) Being intentional about creating space for that divine man to come into your life. So good. I love it. Great, great yeah. stuff, Savannah. Petia, how about you? What What do you feel was essential to attract the man of your dreams? So very similar, like <laughs> Savannah, I was journaling about like getting super clear. Like I, I, like I teach my clients, it's like you get to really create a core values that are non-negotiable for you. And once you pick the top three, it gets to go everywhere with you. I put it in my wallet. I put it on my uh, mirror. And those three were generosity, loyalty, and always growing. Those three values, if you don't have them, I don't care. You're not around me. I will love you, but from far away. That goes for my the love of my life. It goes for my family. It goes for my clients. It goes for any collaboration, anything I do. Those core values has to be there. So first, getting super clear on what's your non-negotiable in life in general And from there, um, I was journaling every single day, but I was, I I did the list first, before I started the journal, I really did a list of what I hated in my last partners and what I loved about them. Hmm. You know, so for example, cheating, talking and messaging with other women, prioritizing work, you know, not wanting to have a kid, not wanting to have, like be married. And then the things that I love, feeling like the queen, getting breakfast in bed, getting massages, you know, like I made the list. And then because I saw the list of what really bothered me and what I really loved, I got so clear about what do I want from my upcoming partner? Because Mm. when we know what we don't want, we know what we want. And the thing is that we cannot be like, talking crap about our ex-partners like yeah there were things that hurt us for sure but there were also things that we were with them because if not we are silly why would you be with someone who you don't like anything about and i'm full of appreciation like there were things i truly loved and i don't close the door with hate you know Mm. it's just like having appreciation for your ex-partners it's going to bring even more of that in your current relationship because it didn't work out it doesn't mean they're bad people we just have different values and it's okay they're not in my life for a reason and the door is completely closed locked double locked 
<laughs> it's like, <laughs> ah, but like a person, there were values that I loved. That's mm. why I was there. So really getting clear on that, appreciating. And then I was journaling. I'm so happy and grateful now that, and I looked mm. at the values that I want, that I'm in relationship with a man who is loving, loyal, faithful, family oriented, loves going into nature, is healthy, loves eating healthy, has fun with me shopping. And that, it, listen, that happened. And I'm like, listen, manifesting that, it's like, that's like master manifester. Like there was such a details on my list that I start even doubting if that's possible. Mm. And the day that I was doubting, I was driving and I, you know, we should say that, but I looked at my Facebook when I was on the red light and first post that popped out was from um, one coach here. And she was mentioning that don't ever settle. If I would have settled for like good, I wouldn't get the great. And that moment I was like, screw it, I'm getting it. And two weeks later, I'm at the love of my life. So that was super important. But to add to this, what I recommend to everybody, and I don't care if you're searching and calling in the one or you're in relationship, you first get to be the love that you are seeking. Meaning when we are in love, we are acting differently. We shower, we shave, we put the perfume, we put the oil, we do the hair, we do the makeup, we dress up. Girl, I dress up when I'm at home. You know what I mean? It's like you get to act as you are in love. You go, you buy yourself flowers, candles, you relax, you have a great night with a popcorn and watching your movies, but you are feeling in love. You don't need the one to come with you and go to hike or go to shopping or waiting and never do your manicure and it can be like free things like i said give yourself a bath you know buy yourself nice book or just like be the love that you're searching because when i'm at the love of my life i was so overflowing with love for myself i didn't need him to come and go with me to hide or to like take a bath with me or i like listen doing things together it's so much more fun but i didn't need it and that's why I got it. So really ask yourself, who would you be when you're in relationship? What would you do? What would you have? Who would you be? And be it now. I love it. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Both of you are just dropping bombs. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Let's talk about keeping a relationship now because that's different. This is We talked about manifesting, attracting, valuable. Now let's switch gears into keeping that relationship. We'll start with Savannah. Like, What is it that really supercharges and keeps the relationship alive, keeps it fun, keeps it close, keeps it intimate, keeps it um, real and vulnerable and authentic? Like, What do you do? Yeah, thanks so much. So these are, this is like the, I think that, uh, so I'll be like honest, when I was growing up, I didn't have a model of a loving relationship growing up. My parents are still married, but they've been sleeping in separate rooms for like 15 years. At this point, they are, um, they're, they're just like roommates. So Anthony and I have been having, and I think to keep, to keep the passion and the love and relationship alive is having these tough conversations because he grew up in a very traditional family as well where his father provided, his mom stayed home with the six kids, um, but not not a great relationship as Patia. Like they had a good relationship, but not a great. And I want a great relationship. Yeah. So Anthony and, and I have been just being vulnerable with each other, having these 
real conversations and just, I mean, we just said to ourselves, like we, we would like to experience the next level of our relationships, but we don't know how we don't, none of us have been modeled to that. So we're actually looking at getting like an intimacy coach just because neither of us, neither of us know. So I Mm -hmm. think one is just being real and being open and being vulnerable with one another. And, and and this isn't like where I'm Anthony and I have just started dating. We're not even engaged, but being able to recognize where, like, if you need, like, it's not that we need help. We just want to enhance it. So getting outside coaching or help, if you need that, recognizing um, that how your childhood you know, modeling of relationships could be affecting you now having those deep conversations, but also like the fun day-to-day stuff is just where we're we're very intentional about having a date night each week because Mm. I'm like a hustle and a grinder and I will just keep my nose on my computer, like down in the books. And it's easy to get into that very like task oriented mode of a relationship as well, especially when, you know, we don't have kids, but we have, I have like a dog that has special needs. So it's like, did you do this for him, babe? Did you walk him? Did you get his eye drops? And we're very transactional. So carving out, we have one date night each week. And then at 7.30 at night, it's no phone. So it's like on both of our calendars, it comes up every night at 7.30. Uh, it's no electronics, no phones. We sit and have dinner together every night. And it's either he cooks or I cooks. So and 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 I will say what's really also helped is identifying each other's love language. So mine is words of affirmation and physical touch and understanding what each other's are Mm -hmm. really allows you to go above and beyond in little things that might not like his, um, his are words of affirmation. And I think gifts of something, I think, and now I'm telling you this and I don't even remember his, but I believe, um, I'm going to go brush up on this afterwards, but, uh, gifts of gifts, gifts and words of affirmation as well. So I go above and beyond like getting him little gifts or writing him little notes. Like every morning I write him something on the mirror, but that really allows you to feel seen and heard by your partner mm-hmm. in your specific love language. Cause you could have, say your partner is just like buying you gifts and you don't even like gifts and that's not going to mean much for you. Mm-hmm. So I think for us just being intentional with because we live in such a fast paced day and age and so technology driven, really being intentional, carving out that space to have conversations, check in with each other. You know, on Sundays, I like to say like, what worked, what didn't work? You know, how could I improve? I'm, I, this, and this is huge for me because uh, for so long, I was like, well, I'm right and you're wrong. So sorry, (laughs) I'm right, you're wrong. Like, this is just how it should be. But really just being vulnerable with each other and having those hard conversations and being intentional with your time together. Boom. I love it. Gold. Yeah. Gold, 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 Savannah. How about you, Petia? What have you felt makes our relationship close and intimate and keeps that fire lit, my love? I, you know, I I truly agree with Savannah because you get to create the time. And one thing that 
first thing that came to my mind, in, and you guys know I love Tony Robbins. And I remember one of his interviews, he said, when you treat the end of your relationship like the beginning, there will be never an end. Mm. So I started mm. to treat our relationship like that because at the beginning, you appreciate. Thank you so much for bringing me coffee. Thank you so much for going with the trash. Thank you so much for, you know, like you appreciate. And then you get so used to, oh, he always takes out the trash. Oh, he always like does mm. this. Oh, he always massages my feet. Oh, hell no. It's not, of course, it's not. So I really appreciate and listen, I check in with myself. Like I have my moods. I have, you know, Savannah, like we have our moods, you know, a month. Yeah. And I know that there are sometimes days that I'm just like short temper, you know, or that I'm too sensitive that normally I would be like me. And, and we just have those days. So I acknowledge it and I don't judge it and I communicate it, you know, yeah. so really for it's super important for me to check in with myself how am I treating my partner is it the same at the, the beginning of the relationship do I appreciate do I think do I say how much I love another I really love creating a little rituals like you cannot leave the house and you cannot leave the room without giving me a kiss like it's non-negotiable. It's something that my mom did when I was growing up. She always told me like, hey, you forgot something. And you know, like when we we're teenagers, we we're rushing out to get the bus to go to the party. I'm like, what did I forget? I have my makeup, I have my makeup, what? She was like, the kids. I was like, damn you. But you know, like, <laughs> like one of my favorite memories. So now we have the same at home. Like we don't leave the room and it's just like a special little thing that we have. And then every Friday we have a date, you know, sometimes it's in... Mm -hmm. So at the 3 p.m. in the afternoon now we work a little bit extra because we have goals so it's to dinner instead of like afternoon and then saturday it's a family day that there is no technology complete detox no work and we do things that are fun we go to nature we take our doggy we we paint we go hike it's like we we try new things adventures we'll get a group on so I like, I love that we both love growing and we love challenging ourselves. And also there is super important, like communicating. I, it's important to know that we're two individuals that came together. So if there is something that you want to do instead, when it's communicated, it's super important, you know? So we do, we used to do it weekly. Now we do it maybe like twice a month, once a month, and it's okay. But at the beginning of the relationship, if we wouldn't do our weekly review, I don't think that our relationship would be so amazing. Mm -hmm. So we did weekly review every single week, no matter how we feel, it was tough as heck. But there were questions like, when did you feel the most connected? When did you feel the most loved? When did you want to disconnect? And that question was the hardest because there are always times that we want to disconnect. There are always times we want to pull back. There are always times that we are like, dang, wasn't I better by myself? Even if it's just a second mm -hmm. of the thought, sometimes we have it. Like it is there and it's normal. But when you acknowledge it, when you don't let it sink in and doubt, when you say it out loud, when you communicated, like, yeah, there was a time when I wanted to pull back because this is how I felt. Mm. Then you don't build the resentment because you know how they're like little things like, oh, he didn't do the dishes. Oh, he didn't take the trash. Oh, he didn't give the eye drops to the dog. We think <laughs> that it's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's well, yeah, those okay things are thousands of the things. And then you explode and then you're pissed. And then you're like, I'm done. 
then right. you want to just walk yeah. away. But if instead you communicate weekly, bi-weekly or once a month, one or the 10 things, it saves your relationships and saves your sanity because nothing is perfect. But the communication, it's super important. Mm. Gold. Petia, what do you do if you're feeling disconnected or distant? What do you say to yourself and what do you do to create closeness? Oh, gosh, I say lean in because I know I do it. I do it like automatically in the past. What I did when I was feeling that I might get hurt, I disconnect, I distance myself, I build the wall. I was like, you think you can mess with me? Watch. I don't care. You know, it's like I, I step into my like, you think you can mess with me? You think you can hurt me? Watch me. And I disconnect, you know, so I step into my masculine and I'm like, I'm done. I'm good. But it's not true. I'm not. So when I feel like I want to disconnect, I take a deep breath and I say, Petya, lean in. Lean mm -hmm. in. Because the thing is that if you lean back, the distance will be getting bigger and bigger and bigger and also communicating my needs. So, for example, I know with my love, sometimes I just want to vent. Something happens and I just want to say it. And listen, I have my best friend who always listens, but sometimes you want to tell your man, like, hey, like, this is what happened. You know, this is how I felt. And men, they want to fix because they want us to be happy. So they go into the fixing mode. And instead of just hearing us, they're coming up with solutions. And sometimes we just want to be helped. And that's what I communicate at because it happened several times. So I'm like, okay, honey, there will be times that I just really honestly just need to vomit everything out. I need you to hold a safe space, take a deep breath and please hold me. My love language and Savannah like gold. I do it with all of my, listen, I don't do it only with my love. I do it with all of my clients. I know what is their Enneagram. I know what is their love language. I just, I know their human design. Like I know them because then I can speak with them in their language. So I just said like, listen, I need to be helped because if I want to distance myself, hold me, I will melt down. And we just experienced a few days ago when I was in my like, you know, bitchy mood and, and I'm like, <laughs> and instead of him distancing himself, to feel safe and mm. to not like going into my insane mode, he hugs me. What do you think that happens? Mm. I melt, I feel safe, I feel good, we're good. So communicating mm. your needs, because maybe when you are wanting to disconnect, you need your safe space and really like space, go to nature, go for a walk, be with yourself, be with your thoughts to cool down. For me, I need the closeness. I need to be held. I need to feel loved. I need to feel safe. So communicating what you really need. Awesome. How about you, Savannah? When you are feeling distance so and disconnection, what do you do? What do you say to yourself? Yeah, I feel like Patia and I are just like sisters from different countries, you know? Because um, I'm very much the same way. When I feel disconnected, when I feel vulnerable, it's very much for me. me to just like put up a wall, armored soldier. Like I don't have to feel anything. And it's just like nose to the ground. So that had been, uh, the, you know, and I, I was just, um, reading a book that says, because now I'm very aware of these wounded, uh, behaviors that I still have. And they said that because you are hardwired 
to go the easiest route. That's why I persistently want to just like close down and shut off. So for me, I think communication, but even, you know, sometimes I can't even communicate what I need at that moment. So instead of focusing on, because I'm very much like this analytical mind, and sometimes I just still have trouble being vulnerable with my partner. So I don't always know what I need in the moment, but I have retrained myself that instead of, um, you know, maybe like problematically pointing out what they're doing wrong. Like for instance, I, I needed to have like meditation and quiet time. We just been on this five day journey, like in close proximity. I haven't been able to do like my morning routines, anything. And I just wanted meditation. And Anthony was being very sweet, but he interrupted my meditation to ask me if I wanted my laundry done, which is super sweet. But I nearly bit his head off because I just wanted 10 minutes in the bathroom alone. And I wanted to just be like so pissed off when I got off to the bathroom, right? Like so pissed off, like you should have known, like I needed this time, all these things in my head. And instead, I focused on what I wanted. So what I wanted was... intentional space because I crave, I thrive, I like crave me time. I need my sacred time. I, I'm, I need me time more than most people. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't getting any of that. We were staying at his family. I just wanted 10 minutes in the bathroom to have a meditation. And so I instead said, babe, I, I, I want our relationship to be so thriving and so happy. And I want to be optimized to my like highest self. And in order to do that, I need my alone time and my meditations every day. And I would appreciate it if you would respect that. So for me, verbalizing what I needed in that moment, I mean, I guess this comes back to saying what you need. I guess I just did say what I needed. So I, so saying what you needed, but really focusing, I think in that time, focusing on a solution versus the problem at hand really and and understanding like as Patia mentioned earlier I for so long was like oh my gosh why why can I be single like it's so much easier single it's easier single I could do this easier by myself I don't need a man (laughs) and and for the first portion of my relationship with Anthony I like if we fought I was like fine I'm done like I don't need this you know what Mm -hmm. I mean it's so much easier but realizing that like there is no end game for Anthony and I, right? Like we are both in it for the long run. I love him. Like he's the love of my life. And there, there's no like right or wrong. It's like, how can we come to a solution together? Mm. We may not see eye to eye all the time, but, but handling those, you know, whereas before being disconnected would have made me get like angry, um, just coming, like, it's always a solution based focus now, right? Instead of like a problem based focus as before like you're not doing this this is making me angry like okay let's be your highest self Savannah and like how can what's the solution and what would you like out of this yeah and I, I, I think that you, was a long-winded answer it's great it's, it's so beautiful so focusing <laughs> on the solution I also hear in both of you uh, clearly communicating like expectations and what's important mm-hmm. to you especially like before you're about to do it. I know Petia, you and I, like I, I did something and scheduled something when I shouldn't have. And like, there was this, this um, kind of 
expectation that Saturdays were this this beautiful sacred day, and they they have been, you know. And in my mind, it's like, okay, well, like we're gonna that's that's the family day, and if I wanted to go on a hike or something like that, then then that's cool, you know. Like we we hang out almost every week on that day, and it's it should be good with Petia. But I didn't check in with you and say like, you know, is it okay? Mm. And like, did I did I really check on other days on like Sunday and things like that to make sure that that day would work? Um, like, try other options before like this this um, day that that is usually our family day. And so for me, it's like I didn't know that um, this day was so sacred to Petia. And so like mm-hmm. she, you got kind of frustrated Petia about like me scheduling something on that day. And, and like, I was just really working to understand like why it was so important and to listen to you and to hear what, what you were sharing and to not like make it bad or wrong that there was a miscommunication, but rather just to, like be there and like be in that space and just let you know how much I care about you. And I love you. And even though there was a miscommunication, it's like, it's okay, We're, we'll figure it out and to have better communication in the future. And it's, it's similar from what I hear with you, Savannah, like you didn't give effectively enough, at least the communication to Anthony that you're going to go in this bathroom and come hell or high water, no one no, is going to interrupt no to you. <laughs> like, no one. The house better be burning down. <laughs> and I think that's that's like one of the biggest challenges in relationships is like thinking that I, I this person should already know everything, and you know, yeah. like we all. It's almost like there shouldn't be any disagreements or um, mess ups or or slip ups, right? Also, what I think it's like we're growing, we're changing. So it's whatever might work two years ago might not work right now. And, you know, so also embracing the evolution. And I absolutely love what Savannah said that you know that with Anthony there is like no end game this is for a long run and that's the same way how I feel because in the past in my relationships I was in that relationship thinking I will be there while it's just good you know like while it's good I want to be in relationship that when there come tough times we will face them together I want to be in relationships that it's clearly communicated that we will be in it while we are both fulfilled i'm not going to stay stuck in a relationship when there is no love or fulfillment then we will part our ways but if we love each other if there is a fulfillment and there's just a disagreement you get to work through it and i'm reading a book we think love and it's absolutely amazing i'll send it to you savannah you will love it it's incredible yeah. um but it says the relationships that work are the ones we work on and it's so true because there is no free passes in relationships there is no mind reading in relationships like you said chris you know like sometimes you think you know and we are both like so free. Like I go wherever I want. He goes wherever I want. Like wherever he wants. <laughs> Freudian slip there. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what I mean. It's like we are so free, and it's really about the communication and knowing what's important for us. For us, it's super important to know. Like, listen, you're my top. When I know I am a man's top priority, I'm his only one and the first one, then he can do whatever he wants. Because I know 
And the same goes like the the other way around, you know, it's like when you know that you don't have to think about it, you just don't lose that energy. Mm. Right? Yeah. We we might lost Savannah. Yeah, I think she froze. <laughs> it was just it was too much. Too it was much, too much fire. <laughs> too much fire. It's too lit in here. Oh my gosh. So uh I, I agree. I think um you know, like having, having that communication is so important and the continual practice of it and also the prioritization. And, um, you know, it's like, it's extra mile going the extra mile. One thing I've really loved about you is how you consistently like think about me at different times when you're going to the store and you pick up my spicy chili mangoes and you like are, are just really wanting to like ask yourself how can i make chris's day or like what what would make his life easier or what make him happier and so you're like just so so consistent with that and it inspires me to be even more so myself for you and to, to prioritize you more and to think about you more and to like just really keep you in my heart and my mind and keep you present in more things that i'm doing you know Thank you. Thank you. And I think it's really important. And I pointed it out before in our interview. I'm in a place that I'm doing things out of love, no out of fear. I don't go to the store and thinking like, what can I get him so he loves me? <laughs> I'm going there because I'm already loved. I'm already overflowing. How can we make our life more fun? What would make him smile? You know, so it's it's different. And I want women to really embrace it. Mm. What? in your opinion, is is required for women to take their relationship to the next level. They might have a good or like, okay, slash good, slash going pretty well relationship. What would take it to great? Mm, that's such an amazing question. I truly believe that more we are, and this is like completely branded, more unapologetically we are, the better everything else becomes. Because mm -hmm. the thing is that as we are, and it doesn't matter where you are in your life in, 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 you know, on this personal development or spiritual journey, you keep peeling off the layer. So you're rediscovering of who you really are. So you following your own fulfillment and curiosity, it's going to amplify your relationship and take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. So, thinking about the things you're curious about. Like I'm curious about acro yoga. I'm curious about like traveling to exotic relationship, uh, relationships, <laughs> exotic destinations. I'm really curious in, in, in like personal development seminars. So really thinking about what am I curious about? What turns me on? Because listen, when I am lit up, my partner is lit up. So keep yourself on fire, girl, because when you are really like going into that wonder and curiosity, that's when your men or, or women, you know, let's not discriminate here. When you're lit up here, your partner is going to be ignited too. And if anything else, they will be so inspired by you that they will be like, huh, how can I become better? How can I do better? So keeping that fire lit up in your relationship and take it to the next level all starts with you. Yeah. Mm. Mm. curiosity it's it's the wonder it's like like do i really know this relationship and this person and like question like being curious being um it's like curiosity wonder but there's something else it's like really being committed to to rediscovering committed yeah. to to um 
like a newness, a, a, a novelty, like a novelty about this person. Like I've been dating this person for a while. I've been with this person. I've been married with this person for years. And today they show up and they wake up and they're a different person than I, I like, like than they were yesterday, than they were last year, than they were three, five, ten years ago. Who are they today? And the the curiosity and the wonder asking the questions. So like Petya, what do you what do you stand for today? I just I love you so much and I like love to hear what your heart is is caring about today. Like what's important to you today? What do you stand for today? You know? And like I think just that kind of a open ended possibility magic question about who are you just is so so juicy. Wow. I love it. And it goes back to like playing together, you know, like really seeing in each other the best. And I truly believe that that's what helps the relationships to really like stay on fire. Look, it's so easy to see what's wrong in the other person, but so it is to find what's right. I could say like, oh, the dishes are not done, but I also can look and the bed is done. Mm. And I got vitamins brought in to my bed this morning. Into your mouth? So, <laughs> <laughs> but you see, it's like you can always see what's wrong, but you can also see what's right, you yeah. know? So look for what's right and communicate what would you like to do even better. I don't go and I don't say like, hey, you messed up, you didn't do dishes. I say like, I love how you're taking care of our house. Mm. I love how you're helping to keep this house organized. Because when I really highlight what I love, instead of like bashing what's not working, that's what really makes everybody happy. Nobody wants to be told what to do and nobody wants to be told like, you know, like what they're doing wrong. Because then we shut down. We feel wrong. We feel put down. And you're supposed to be the one to love me, not the one to put me down, right? So it's like, taking the deep breath before you say anything, check in with yourself. And how would this sound if your partner tells you this? Mm, So good. Petya, we are wrapping up here. You've been bringing the heat, bringing the litness, the fire. I know you got some magic coming up here in April, especially you're working on a ton of different things. You got your podcast. Tell us a little bit more about what our audience can do to take those next steps with you and to see you in person, to give you a big hug, especially how do they do that? Oh my gosh. You know, I'm a hugger and I'm the best hugger in the world. And so last year we hosted Men for More Life event. And the one thing that I told all of the attendees, if you're a no hugger, sit in the back row and don't come close to me because if you come close to me, I'm a hugger. I'm a feeler. I'm just like, I'm all over you. So this year we are repeating it. Maybe it will be a different line. Hugs there will be definitely included in April 24, 25 and 26, 26. It's my birthday. So that's my biggest gift to myself Mm. to truly creating even more impact and i'm inviting all the women who know they're meant for more they are ready to really shed off their bs and the limiting beliefs step into their power and to truly become unapologetic because when i become full of myself and unapologetic i attracted the love of my life my soulmate clients free travels the life of my dreams. And I'm so grateful. And if I can do it, so they can. So, you know, the woman, they truly deserve it. So it's a weekend event here in sunny Las Vegas, and it's going to be hot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Amen. Keeping that fire lit. Petya, you are the bomb. How do they go there? How do they find out more about that? Absolutely. So they can, um, and I will share the link right after our interview here, but they can just go on the, um, on the website on men. Um, it's bitly. I will share it just, just under because it's going to be just like easier, okay. but it's going to be uh bit.ly capital M capital F capital M and small I G. <laughs> You're so excited sharing that. No, because I created like five links. I was like, dang, in my head, which one is the current one? So that's the one that I'm going to share it, but it's just absolutely incredible. And we are going to move everything to meantformore.live. We're going to do it right now. So just go on meantformore.live. Don't happen right now. I love it. I love it. I'm excited. And we have only 150 women coming in. And I have absolutely incredible speakers who are sharing the world. I already pre-sold some tickets in the DMs to the attendees from the last year. So don't miss out, girl. This is your ticket to Plato. Boom shakalaka. Man for more dot live. Petia, thank you so much. I love you. And I will see you very, very soon. Very soon. I love you and thank you for everything you're doing. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>